When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You know, is my iPad trying to tell me something? Every time I turn around lately, you know how they put up these pictures? Of your past events and things? <laughs> yes, well, I do. for some reason, they keep wanting to put up a picture of you and me about eight years younger. Yeah. Along which, with a hmm. quarterback, former quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. It I just know. keeps I know popping the picture. that up. Yes. It keeps <laughs> popping it up in front of me. Poking you in the eye repeatedly. It's saying, Don, so. Don, Don, you're getting old. Don? Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm getting old. Fine. So are you, computer. In fact, you, you age at a faster rate than I do, computer. <laughs> they do. I mean, what are, what are computer right. years? It's like uh, 15 years is a, is a year for computers. 15 human years. I mean, literally, I just replaced. Five. I just replaced. Yeah, okay. That's, I just that's replaced, about right, actually. I just replaced yeah. my five-year-old well, laptop. Yeah. I did. I had okay. to. It was good. You could hear the fan going. You know, I can't remember. And you had the, like, $9 million one. Do you still have that one? Or oh, the God, one yeah. That that's the desktop one. No, Vestry did not buy that. Vestry refused oh. to buy that for me. <laughs> Finally, a good decision and I then made. And Appella huh? by Vestry refused to buy that for me. <laughs> Another good decision, go, huh? Nobody okay. needs a $6,000 computer. Unless you're going to the moon or Mars no. or something. No, oh, come that's on. ridiculous. A computer, uh, that, that's a billion-dollar computer for going to the moon or Mars or something. Right. This thing, I just I edit audio and video and stuff. i got to have a fast computer. Yeah, all right. Even though you're getting old and slow. I'm old. That's why my computer needs to be fast. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) And we're we're talking about, why are we talking about things that have nothing to do with investing or the markets? Because we don't want to talk about the markets. Oh, yeah. No, because we just, I I, I was under the weather yesterday, and I blame myself. I didn't look all day long. And while I'm not looking at all, of course, what happens on Friday, but everything globally, I mean, everything i can't find anything that isn't red on this thing i mean by the way that may be the reason why it went down that yeah, you were not in it you weren't paying attention you weren't oh, no part of no the i'm fully in the market trust me oh okay all right and in fact i don't even want to type in schwab.com and take a peek you don't want to take a look at your i know portfolio? that will really it you know the numbers are abstract when you look at them just on a screen like the Dow, the S&P, the doesn't global, mean the, much. It doesn't mean much until you no. pull up your own account. That's why I'm yeah. not going near Schwab right now. Not touching it. I think that's I think that's smart good philosophy for everyone. The Dow yesterday Don't mention uh, the lost, Dow. We are not well, allowed mention to mention anyway. the Dow. Okay. All right. The S&P, S&P 500. All right. Lost 2.8%. I think that's just shy of 3%. The Nasdaq Mm-hmm. 2.6% declined, led by uh, some stocks that had been doing pretty well. Healthcare, retail, things that have been doing well. And, and there's all debate, of course, over why. No one really knows why, other than, as I tell people, there were more sellers than buyers. Um, and, and then if you step back and look year to date, 
which I yeah. think is about what three and a half, three and a half months in. The S and P five hundred, those five hundred large, great U.S. companies, is down. This is, we're in correction territory, my friend. Ten percent, ten percent year to date. The global portfolio, if you own a more diversified portfolio of about ten thousand stocks. Down six and a half percent. So oh, not so that quite global diversification kind of bailed you out a little bit, didn't it? I tell you what, didn't bond bail you out with bonds. bonds. You know the what's Vanguard curious total though bond, is that yes, total bond index. Yeah, yeah go on Friday. And, on Friday, yeah. the yield on Treasuries went down. I know. It's shh, go figure that one out. Okay. Uh, the VBTLX down nine point four percent year to date. So with all of that, I'm going to let you take it from here for no. the angry calls, no. the people screaming, no. yelling. You know, I think that saying what uh, happened to I, my money. I I hardly took any vacation in the past two years. I'm taking <laughs> it all point. starting Last today. Last ten, more likely. I'm taking it all starting today. Right now, I am officially Tom is in charge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> your griping, complaining, and carrying on. Uh, should be directed to Tom Cox. Wait a minute. Haven't hardly taken it. You weren't even here last Saturday. I was here. I wasn't. And I was, was in the studio. Celebrating no my less. wife's birthday. I almost said the number, and, and that would have been a big mistake. <laughs> then you would have been living in my basement. That would be a bad idea. Yeah, And you heard the reference that Paul Merriman made about your wife's birthday yes. last Saturday. That was and funny. He, he wrote her funny. on Facebook. The oh, longest birthday greeting of anyone on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that is funny. It, it was that somewhere around 5,500 words. It was just this. What? It was <laughs> what? a short the story. normal Paul Merriman yeah, short, short story. It's story. It's his four-hour class, not the six-hour, but the four-hour. <laughs> it was a four-hour class. Getting it out there. Okay, he really enough. did write a tome. It was Aww, it, it was pretty impressive. Nice. Uh, and, you know, it made my uh, happy birthday, I love you card look pretty, pretty bad by comparison. So thanks, Paul, for ruining my life. Of course, you proved yourself once again to be the better man than I, apparently. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. It's the story of your life, the story of your financial life. You're on Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald in my studio. That is Tom Cock in his aircraft-laden office. Actually, it's likely that this will not be his studio for a lot longer. No, you gave me all the stuff. I got to set it up. Because summer is approaching, and that means. Leaf what? blowers. Leaf blowers will oh, be back God. again. We gotta get him down to the basement. You yeah, know? and they've got the perfect room for it. It's all sure, ready to go. We just have to do it. Oh, uh, one of the few people in the country who actually has a leaf blower shelter in his basement. <laughs> it's medically sealed. <laughs> and uh for our phone number, by the way, is eight five five nine three five talk, eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. If you would like to join Look, us in a little yeah. financial conversation, just like George wants to do and george welcome to talking real money hey george hello Hi. hey george what's up uh, well in a recent show or podcast uh somebody said something about not being able to inherit an i-bond is that correct no i think wrong. we said we didn't know what the deal was with oh. i-bonds because well, yeah because we don't know we, trust me we don't oh, know but, 
you can t- title them pay on death. Oh, so there's a POD. Oh, yeah, T-O- sure. T-O-D of course, on you it. Can do a transfer on death or payable on death. Of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. I but I thought I'd mention that. Uh, but, you know, the, the interest, I want, I don't know. What happens to all that deferred interest? Well, that's kind of a, a question because I know when my mother died, um, I tried to get the interest on her estate. And I think I was successful, but they don't send out 1099s. Mm-hmm, no, no. So you just yeah. have to do okay. your own bookkeeping. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's, that's that's yeah. That that of course we should have thought of that. Of course, a POD or TOD. Uh, but I don't know what the tax implications are of that inheritance because it's a different kind of beast, and we're not accountants. But thank you well, very much, be part of Thank you. Part of the estate. Yeah, it's so just going to be part of the estate. Taxing. Yeah. I don't think so. Thank you for that clarification. Well, just, so are you going to leave? Are you leaving me yours? Because remember, the series Mine. I bonds are tax deferred. Yeah, right. So, so that's what I'm. At. I'm wondering in an inheritance, do they continue the deferral? They must. Mm. I guess. I don't know. I'm guessing. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. We're going to find out one of these days. We're by the way, just we're going to mention this very quickly before we go to the next call. What if you have a uh, a tax refund? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you can buy more. I, I, I don't know. Right, you can and do it pretty easily, from what I understand. Right? Can't you just take the refund and turn that right into purchase of I bonds? Yes, you can do yeah. that. Yes, up okay. to five thousand so dollars per person, and they're going to be paying like nine percent in May or some ridiculous nine point six for the next wow. for the next three months. Crazy. No, next six months. Huh? Six months. Eight five, I think it's next six months. Yeah, eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eighty two. We know this stuff really well. Yeah, uh, see the the I bonds they they are federally taxable, but the the tax defers on an I bond, and yeah. that's why I'm you know I just I don't know for sure. This is not something that has ever come up in the years we've been doing this. In fact, I bonds we've only recently started talking about because prior to late last year. I bonds were paying zero. Yeah, it's horrible for a while. For a while, and uh, so now they're paying some interest. And I, I know we talk, touched on this. I feel like they're gimmicky in some ways because people believe they're going to sign up and get nine percent forever, which is not going to be the case. Unless no, you are definitely inflation not keeps get raging percent forever. Yeah. No, 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 so. no, no. Um, but we'll get that. I'm going to look that up. I, I just haven't done it. Got a lot of other things going on. I'm rewriting a book, and Tom's bugging me about <laughs> stuff, and I tried to take a day off, and all I catch is grief. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Teresa, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello, hello, Tom and Don. Nice to hear you guys. I was As I'm calling your phone number and asking how many callers ahead of me, she says, you're next. I said, great. I missed that whole conversation about I-bonds. And then the reason I'm calling is to say, what do you guys know about I-bonds? Oh, how convenient is that? Go... It is. I know it. So we could go Sunday. There was an article in the paper, and it basically said, if you have some cash sitting in a savings account where you're not earning a lot of interest, consider I-bonds. And, and so I've done a little bit of research, but I was hoping you guys would expert me out on this. And so my, my question to you is, if I put, per Social Security number, you I think can put 10000 electronically if you go to USTreasury.com. That's and correct. Right uh, yeah, yeah. Treasury.gov. 
Yeah, and right now it's seven point one two percent. So do I do I put ten thousand in today, or do I wait till May first? I'd wait till May first when it's yeah, going to be nine point six or week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well get six months at 9.6 rather than six months at 7.1. If you got it today, you lock in the rate for six months. That rate locks in for six months. Then what happens is you go to the next rate, whatever that is. If inflation goes down, that rate will drop. If inflation rises, the rate will rise. Now, bear in mind, inflation hasn't been historically a whole heck of a lot higher than 9.6. You got to look pretty hard to find any years that were higher than nine. Yeah, maybe early '80s or something, or early that's, '70s with the gas yeah. thing. Or no, something. it would be the late '70s, early '80s. Yeah. Uh, so, I, by the way, I want to interrupt. Remember, you, if there is no inflation, there will be no interest. You you raised an interesting point. You said you had the money in savings. So again, what's the purpose of the money? Because there's a slight lack of liquidity by putting it in an I bond as well. Right. <clears throat> so. You know, we I mean we've maxed out our four hundred one ks. We've maxed out our IRAs. We've we've done everything else, and and we have our little emergency fund. But we have this about twenty five thousand dollars just sitting in a money market account. Just but but what's the purpose for that money? The, what do you need that for? Well, we don't. We have the emergency fund. We were going to do some updates and remodel on a house, but because of the way things are, we're going to wait a couple of years. So I was thinking, where can I put this money where, say, in the next three years we can take it, but it'll do better than just sitting where it is? Well, here's the thing with the I-bonds. They are totally illiquid for the first year. Can't touch them. Okay. For the next five, you, for the next five year, for a total of five years, for for five years from when you buy it, if you take the money out, you lose three months of interest. So they're in, they're they're, you're still probably going to be better off than in a in a bank thing making nothing or less or a little more than nothing. Uh, but you do have a couple of minor liquidity issues. But I think in your case, it probably makes sense. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, I've just been doing a little reading on the tax ramifications of I-bonds in uh, a transfer on death or a POD. Uh, and you can continue the, you can continue to delay paying income tax on the interest earned. But bear in mind, if that has been delayed by the person who owned the bond before they passed it on to you, you have to yep. pay taxes on all of their inherited, on all of that deferred income over the years. You have to pay tax on that. So... 
again, at the most, we're talking about 10,000 a year. So, yeah, yeah, that's not going to. All right, I get it. Move you to a new tax rate. 855-935-TALK. Call us on that very, very handy number because not only does that number work during the course of the program on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, but it works 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for you to leave your questions to have them answered on a future podcast. So, Leave your questions or call them in live. If you call on Saturdays, you get to actually converse with us, which can be much more fun, like we're going to do with Matt. Matt, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Matt. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? We're good, Matt. Thanks for calling. Outstanding. Well, I'm a little bit confused. Is it Don and Tom or Tom and Don? You you decide. You decide. We, <laughs> this is your big moment. Yeah, you get you get to choose the order out, of huh? the hosts. Yeah. All right. For well, some I, reason, I would Tom say technically it should be Don, in. but yeah. For some reason, That's Tom smart. thinks it should be Tom and Don, and for another reason, Don <laughs> thinks it should be Don and Tom. I can't imagine why. God, no sakes. egos here. Uh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jury's still out, but anyway, gentlemen, I actually sent you over an email uh, just before noon Eastern time with a sort of hodgepodge of questions, if I do say so myself. Um, I'm looking to... Oh, wait, I'm going to have to look for your note I, now. I read it. I read it. I read it, Matt. Mm-hmm. I saw it this morning. Outstanding. Right. You're glad somebody but saw go it. Go ahead. Go ahead and ask the questions. So, yeah, so I wanted you to see if you could recommend or, you know, point me in the right direction in terms of a good fee-only fiduciary advisor uh, in my area here, which is, you know, in the Charleston, South Carolina, neck of the woods. Hold on. Hold on. Why don't you let, give me a minute and you ask Tom another question? Yeah. He's going to look up and see if he has any relatives uh, right there. So Sounds good. So the, the next one. He's got a couple of stockbroker friends there. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go I ahead. I have been taking detailed notes throughout each and every podcast, because I listen to every new episode you guys put out, and I've been doing a lot of different sort of, you know, hopefully analysis on what different funds I can put my money into for some long-term growth. I typically am, you know, sitting right around a a 90-10 or an 80-20 type of a a distribution there because I'm, you know, kind of up and coming. I got a a long time to work still. So I've made note of a lot of different things that you've jotted down. And I guess my first question would be, can you tell me the difference between, you know, something like an Admiral share versus maybe the equivalent, for example, VOO versus VFIAX? One's a mutual fund. One's an ETF. So they're, they're, and they're similar structures. I mean, an exchange traded fund trades during the day, whereas a mutual fund only trades once. An exchange traded fund, you might somehow, depending on where your money's located, pay a transaction fee for a Vanguard fund if your money's at Fidelity. You're never going to pay a transaction fee on an exchange traded fund. And the exchange traded fund should be, although not always, should be a little less than the similar Mutual fund. And by the way, if you're holding this in a taxable account, there's some real advantage to having exchange traded funds over mutual funds due to their construction. The, uh, any sort of capital gains taxes are basically gone inside of the fund. So we, if we had to default to one, we'd probably pick the exchange traded fund. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. Well, that makes, uh, that makes everything a lot easier here. Now, 
I've got another sort of follow-up question there. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about spreading the money in my personal Vanguard account outside of the two advisors that I'm working with right now into a, a spattering of different things. And I've tried to identify some main buckets there. Those being All right. large to It sounds small. like we're, we've got a bottom of the hour break that we absolutely must take. So we will come back to your next question about buckets and placement and all that after we take care of some other stuff. Stick around, Matt. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hey there, why, wait, 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 welcome back. <laughs> you see, see, my mouth gets tripped up when I spend the entire break doing research. Because, you know, one can only stare at SEC advisor.info or advisorinfo.sec.gov for so long, and then your brain gets jellied. Um, wait, aren't <laughs> our brains jellied anyway? Yeah, I guess they kind of are. Pretty close. Uh, yeah. So pickled, we're, tr- we're trying to help Tim out. Tim is a, Tim is a man with questions. No, I think it's Matt, actually. I mean, Matt. I think, speaking of See? jelly, yeah, okay. Matt, Tim, there's an M and a T in it. I uh, guess Tom's moving to the front between the Tom and Don and Don and Tom thing my, after I'm, that. So. I'm done for now, so you're going to have to answer the rest of the questions because I'm still doing research. <laughs> so, Matt, you're going to talk. We want to talk to Tom about your buckets. Let's talk buckets. Absolutely. And uh, to your buckets. point, we, we, we might have made some progress here, gentlemen, in our, in our debate here. But nevertheless, there is still time to redeem yourself here, Don. <laughs> Thank you. So, All right. I, 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 I don't it. don't count on it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Expectation management is key, right? So nevertheless, uh, during the break, I've also gone through and I've eliminated the Admiral shares from the questions, given that this will be in my personal Vanguard account. And that mm-hmm. I want to avoid, you know, any additional taxable event based on my understanding of how that works. So yeah, then the ETF, the said, ETFs are going to be better places to play. Perfect. Well, uh, back to the buckets here. So the buckets that I've identified here, just kind of listening to your podcast here, have been, you know, large to small growth and value. The next being large cap value. Following that, we have world slash international. And then the last two being bonds and emerging markets potentially. So I've identified several different suggestions you've made repetitively during your podcast. And I wanted to to run those by you to get your thoughts in terms of where within those buckets, my money would be best invested. Yeah, that's kind of an odd way to put it. Because when I think of buckets, I think of like pre-tax, post-tax, that those are gent or retirement I think we're, bucket. it's just a terminology thing where he basically is talking yeah. about asset classes how should yeah he, so how should he balance his asset classes it, it, very simply actually so here's if i was just doing this on my own i'd put half in the u.s half in international and then of that i would put half in large half in small and of that i would put half in growth half in value wow that, that easy was really easy and then I'd take, I'd scrape off, uh, you know, 10% of the overall portfolio value and take it out of the international. I'd put it in emerging markets. And then if I really wanted to get fancy, I'd take off another 10% of the overall asset allocation of stocks and put it in REITs. 
Aren't you glad you can listen back to this on Monday as a podcast? I know there's a lot there. Okay. (laughs) No, I mean, I. Sorry, gentlemen, you broke up there. No, that. Are you still there? Tom? I think we lost Tom. Are you are you still with me? With uh, Matt, are you still with me? Okay, all right. Well, his I'm advice here. was pretty good up to a point until he actually vanished from the connection, which he needs to re <laughs> redial me. Um, re- redial me, Tom. His connection I think dropped. We the crux of it there. Yeah, we got so we got the meat of the thing. We got the meat of the thing. We still haven't gotten his internet working the way it should. It's kind of his internet is not perfect yet. But it's still Comcast, which is part of the problem. Comcast. <laughs> Paying enough to have a wire to run directly to All right, let's, let's, go, let's go to advisors, shall we? Yeah, let's try that one out. Are, are you excited? All right. I, during the mini breaks, went to a uh, what, what I consider one, one of the better sources of finding fiduciary advisors. Um, not, it's not a hundred percent fiduciary. Yeah. Not what? Well, they're, they're, well, you know, because every once in a while, remember we got that guy in Mm. Seattle who was on their list and was selling indexed annuities. So it's not, it's not a hundred percent accurate. So what, what I had to do while Tom was talking to you is do a really, really quick check of the various advisors in the Charleston, South Carolina area. And the 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 news is like it's it's like we expect. Finding a one hundred percent fiduciary advisor is harder than it should be. More after this. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com. Your guide to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. All right. I know we've gone a while with Matt, but he's got some. He's, this particular question <laughs> is one that we need to answer over and over again because we know that it is very, very difficult for you to find a fee only 100% fiduciary advisor. 99% of financial product providers in America are not always required to act in your best interests. That's ridiculous. That's sad. That's horrific. That's why people end up with folks at at, uh, at Morgan Stanley or Ameriprise or, or Ed Jones or LPL or whomever. Raymond James. Raymond James. That's why people end up yeah. with these firms. And none of those, not a, not a name I mentioned, Merrill Lynch, you name it, not one of those is always required to act as a fiduciary. Not one. So I went looking. I use dimensional funds. They have a tool where you can find advisors who use their methodology, which we, in very large part, follow and believe in. You they can also, go to dfa.com and, find, and, and type in where you live, your zip code. I think it's dimensional.com. Oh, okay. I think Pardon it's dimensional.com. Me. Dimensional. All right. Yeah, so you can. You can find advisors there. But I did the, the mm-hmm. I went and looked. I went through the whole list, and it was so interesting. 
I found several advisors who were teeny tiny. I mean, they were only registered in the state of South Carolina, which means they don't manage much money at all. And they have fee structures uh, of that are, what we think are ridiculously high, like 1.5%. Uh, so way too high. Um, there were, in fact, out of all of those that are based in the Charleston, South Carolina area, and that includes a lot of the outlying yeah. islands, Mount Pleasant, all of that, I found one. One. 100% fiduciary firm. One that wow. met all of our criteria. Now, we they, they we can't know anything about them other than what they have online in their ADV Part 2 brochure. However, they are 100% fiduciaries. That I've checked. They don't have a broker-dealer arrangement. They don't sell insurance. They do use dimensional funds and that academically-based approach to investing. We have nothing whatsoever to do with them. This is not in any way, shape, manner, or form a recommendation. It's the only firm, Matt, I could find there that met all the criteria. Wow. Now, there were a couple of others, a couple, that are not based in Charleston, have offices elsewhere, but list themselves as part of the time in Charleston, kind of, sort of. And, you know, there are a lot of... 100% 100% fiduciary firms that, that take care of people nationally like ours. We have clients in almost every state in the union because a lot of this is an individual. But if you're looking for one based in Charleston, well, Mount Pleasant. This is big. This buildup, man, I'm telling you what, right now, draft <laughs> choice number one in the it's, NFL. It's a company it. called Charleston Financial Advisors. Ooh, very creative. Catchy you got to huh? like that so yeah. far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They charge 1% Charleston. per year. Up okay. to a million All bucks. Right. Very identical mm-hmm. to our fee structure. Um, but that's it. This is, but the bigger point, it's not to help Matt as much as it is to help all of you. The bigger point is how difficult, Tom, it is to find somebody who is actually taking the best possible care of you. Because so much of this industry is involved in this obfuscation this process of 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 whitewashing the real things that they do to people the real fees that they charge the real products that they sell well and in addition so you've already gone into the the uh the fiduciary standard and then the asset under management fee then beyond that is an area that you haven't even gone into look because then people say oh so they're all good well no then we have to look at how they're investing the money and the products they're using because even then you could still be using you know relatively expensive mutual funds you could still be timing markets you could be still doing a lot of things that the academics are going to say no way and by the way I haven't shared this with you get ready for another plaque in the lobby cuz this just came out yesterday oh not another plaque in the lobby <laughs> don just hates these I things hate those plaques. uh vestry by appella number 21 in terms of size as wealth and asset management firms in the puget sound region according to the puget sound business journal they're just trying to sell you another stupid plaque i'm going to buy these, it they put these lists out to get people like you to buy stupid plaques I'm a sucker. What can you, you say? You are a sucker for plaques. <laughs> a lot of Show of hands, everyone. Anyway. Do the plaques really, really <laughs> impress you? No. Come on. Put them in my bed and keep me warm at night. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Matt, back use them to on a question. bonfire later. <laughs> you're the, the firms that you are already using, because I looked at your, went back and looked at your question, are not firms that we would use. No. They're large brokerages. 
and you can see some of the products they're using would not be products that we would recommend. They're actively Matt managed sent, expensive Matt sent funds. Tom his his funds and, yeah. and where they are uh, where they're held. Who his his quote advisors unquote are and they are not absolutely not 100% fiduciary advisors 100% not 100% fiduciary advisors that's a lot of 100% and I'd have to question why he has two advisors well because they're so nice like the economist or something like your Harry Truman on one hand and the economist said well on the other hand I'm just betting they were both so nice that they 90% plus percent of the time people find these Advisors, and you can't see the air quotes on the radio or on a podcast, but people work, hire these advisors based on a relationship, either through a social organization with, mm-hmm. with, with which they work, uh, through their church, through their school, through friendships, through relatives, through acquaintances and family. You know, like a good friend says, oh, my God, my son just started working for Northwestern Mutual, and he's a financial planner. No, he's not. Yeah. He's an advisor. Insurance. He's an insurance salesman. Well, no, you can right. call. Well, you can call yourself a financial true. planner. Well, you can call, you can call you yourself like. an investment advisor. You can call yourself anything sure. you want, except a registered investment advisor. That requires or a certified financial or a certified financial planner. Financial planner technically. Yeah. Uh, All right. Can I mention this very quickly? No. We get to the top of the hour. I have no idea okay. what it is. What is it? Uh, well, we we just found out last week that uh, that Apollo Pesca is going to be talking about no, inflation, interest rates, the and the break. geopolitical solution. No, retire okay. meets after uh, the break. Pardon me, current geopolitical situation. Retire meets after the break. Okay, all right. You're always trying Shutting to sneak now. this stuff in early right. when it's, there's a time and a place for I think everything. This is huge. It's huge, huge, really. But that's just me. Yeah. But if it's right. huge, you want to you want to save it for the last minute. You want to go out on a high note. Oh, okay. you'd think this guy hadn't been in radio before, but he has. He's been in television. Television, for heaven's sake. PBS. Even bigger <laughs> than just television. That's true. It's That's PBS. True. Oh, I, know. It's for, I know. For the public. They broadcast to them. Uh, and we are here for you at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We want to help. We love making your life better. The more people we can touch, the more changes we can make in the way you invest for your future the better off all of us are going to end up being except for a few who are not 100 fiduciary advisors and if we hurt them oh well it's collateral damage i'm sorry you guys are in the wrong business if you want if you want to be good if you want to be a really good provider of financial information this is for all of you out there who sell product quit doing it and become a fee only investment advisor who does not sell product try doing it the right way it may change your life too tom and don are talking real money set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60 page better retirement guidebook at vestory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com for your real life and real future tom and don are talking real money Okay, it's a good thing you just you don't have to see this because Tom is like drooling over his microphone. He's so excited about the news that he is about to share with you. Tom, you know anything about? You want to know anything about inflation, interest rates, and the current geopolitical situation? No, it's too depressing. Yes, yes, you do. Okay, I Paul Lopescu will be delivering that talk <laughs> at Retire Meet 
three weeks. I think it's three weeks from today. Oh, Holy no, cow! It can't Bellevue, be three weeks away, can it? Don's coming out I'm of his ready. cave. Herb Weisbaum's there. Paul, these are all people are going to be there in person. You got to come out and see us. Three weeks from today, it's a great event. You learn, you have fun, and you get a sandwich or something. Do I, think, I actually too. So have to get on a plane? You're going to have to get I've on a plane. I've avoided you can planes learn for more. so long. And register at Retire Meet, and don't put M-E-A-T, M-E-E-T, retiremeet.com. Do it. Come out and see us all. You're going to enjoy Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?